And we are back. Another edition of Mile High Magazine on a beautiful Sunday here in Colorado. I am Murphy Houston. Always look forward to meeting with you and talking with you and bringing in some interesting guests. Like today, we have Donna Forrester from the Parker Senior Center, who is the fundraising chair over there. Donna, how you doing? I'm doing great this morning, Murphy. How are you? Well, we're doing good. And uh, I do a lot of work with seniors, and I have to admit I don't know that much about the Parker Senior Center. So before we talk about some of the fundraising activities you're involved with this year, can you talk to us about the Parker Senior Center, some of the good things you do for the citizens down there? Sure. Um, The Parker Senior Center is an activity center. Um, So we have lots of things going on from bridge and pinochle, Um, various card games, dominoes. We do bingo once a month. And then we have uh, our craft uh, folks. We have people doing wood carving. We do exercise. Um, Probably the most fun thing that we do, though, are our day trips. Um, We have a 14-passenger bus. We got a brand new one last year. Um, And we take that on trips all over the city. We um, even go out sometimes to Grand Junction. We've done some overnight trips. But those are very, very popular. Wow. Sounds Um, like you you guys are pretty busy down there. Yeah. Yeah. We like to keep our our seniors busy. We also have lunch um, Monday through Friday um, every day at 1145. So since we've been closed Due to COVID, we've still been doing lunch, but it's been a drive-through. So you order a couple days ahead of time, you pay by credit card over the phone, and you come and pick up your lunch. Now that is open to the public. You don't have to be a member for that, and the lunches are just five dollars, um, and it's a wonderful meal. Um, our we have a chef, a full-time chef, and he makes great things like lasagna. Uh, uh, meatloaf, that's one of my favorites. Oh, me too. Um, meatloaf, I'm coming down today. <laughs> and mashed potatoes. you oh, got to have mashed oh, potatoes yeah. with your meatloaf. Hey, I'm a Wisconsin boy. That's a favorite. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and fresh rolls. He makes homemade oh. rolls. Um, and, and dessert. It includes dessert. And then uh, usually cake, but we get pies and, and, and some nice things. Cheesecake once a month for our birthday anniversary celebration. It's a lot of fun. Um, most of our members are in their 70s and 80s. We have a lot of single folks, um, whether they're widowed or widowers or some are divorced. Um, but this is like their social time. They, um, and, and they really miss it. We've been closed for, for just about a year now. Um, and so we've been looking for other ways to keep our seniors active. We've done, we've done some outdoor activities in our parking lot um, when the weather's nice. Sure. So, um, so we're excited to get opened. We're, we're hoping that this summer that we'll be able to do that. A lot of our seniors are getting vaccinated. Um, so we're, we're hoping that maybe come June, July, that we'll be able to reopen. Now, you're not doing shots there at the center, are you? No, no, we're not. Um, but we can get our folks or, or anybody connected um, and, and get them signed up. So we've been helping with that. But no, we haven't done any um, actual injections at the site. So how do they find out about this information and the shots? Do you have obviously a website, a phone number? I know you have a website. I'm looking right at yeah. it. So, yeah, well, we have a website. There is some information there. And then, of course, our, our regular members um, get information through our newsletter um, and emails. So what is so it? We've been pretty actively sharing that information. We want to make sure everybody gets vaccinated. And that's the Parker Senior Center dot org. 
Yes, there it is. That's it. I told you I was looking right at it. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> so when you talk about being a member, I mean, there's a cost to join, or how does that all work? Yes, yes. We do have um, membership dues, and it's um, just $4 a month, so $48 for the year, and that's a 12-month period. So if you join in March, your dues are, are due again the following March. That's pretty cheap. Yep. Yep, and you do, you get a lot to, to do that. We've had people just sign up to be members to go on the bus trips, to be honest. <laughs> um, that's that's how popular they are. Well, I can't even imagine how nice that is. Now, you're saying you've been close and you're running so many activities. How Have you done, like, Zoom things? Is that how that works? Um, actually, no. We um, Last year, we had, believe it or not, drive-in um, concerts. So our our parking lot is somewhat shaped like a donut. It's a big circle, and in the center we have a patio. So the performers have been on the patio, and we've had um, surround sound speakers put outside, and um, we've parked everybody around the circle, almost like a drive-in movie, um, if you can remember back to those days. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, And we had seven concerts last summer. And then uh, they were all in the evening, so, you know, we wanted to make sure it was cool enough to sit in the car. And then um, later in the summer and early fall, we did drive-in bingo. Oh, my goodness. Um, And that went over very well. Both things were very well received. We even had a Patsy Cline and a Willie Nelson impersonator during our concerts. Um, So we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. You guys are pretty active, Donna, considering the COVID. Yeah, yeah, we we were very happy to be able to do those things. We got a very late start. We didn't we didn't start until July last year. Um, I think we were kind of um, scratching our heads as to what we could do that would be safe. Uh, but now we've got a jump start on it. We'll be starting our concerts in May this year, and we have some fundraisers actually that we're going to be doing outside as well. Some of our, our annual fundraisers that we would normally do inside we figured out ways to do them outside but we've been trying to come up with things to do we had some painting activities where folks um ordered different paint by numbers kits Uh um that that are are not quite as bad as what i remember as a kid (laughs) um uh and they were very very popular also um we even did a little bit of a different spin on our our normal annual christmas party um, we had a drive-through kind of Christmas party. People came by and picked up Christmas cookies and uh, a bottle of uh, sparkling cider. Oh, nice! So that was our Christmas celebration. So we we had to be creative. Well, it's, I guess it's hard to do when you can't get inside. No, not at all. And but I was just curious about some of these other classes you do. You do a lot of classes. How did you handle those? You just didn't do them, or were they done on a Zoom? Um, no, we didn't really do very much on Zoom, just our regular, um, like, our board meetings. Um, there were some groups. We have a card-making group, and uh-huh. most of them um, knew what they were doing, so they would come to the center and pick up their supplies. Um, some of our folks, like our Domino's groups, were meeting um, in their not in their homes, but at their homes. So, like in the backyard, sure. they would play on the deck. Sure. Um, so they weren't playing dominoes, but those groups that normally would were still getting together. So there's a lot of picnicking in the park. Um, so they were still getting that social aspect, and and they were kind of doing that 
um, you know, with people that were used to being together. Good enough. Good enough. We're talking with Donna Forrester from the Parker Senior Center. Do you have to live in Parker to join? Oh, no, sir. We have we probably have about um, 20 to 30 members that, that live outside of Parker and the surrounding areas. Many of the, the smaller, more rural locations, like out in Elizabeth, don't have a senior center, so so folks come to us. And is there an age cutoff? I mean, do you have to be of a certain age? You have to be 50 years or older to join. Oh, that wides it open right there, doesn't it now? Yeah, it sure does. Well, well holy cow. Yeah, yeah we had, um, before COVID, we had well over 600 members. Oh, that's great. We're, our, our numbers are down right now, um, but we figure once we reopen, we'll, we'll get those folks back. Oh, and I hope that's very soon. Now, since you are yeah. the fundraiser chair, I know there's a big one coming up with this shoe drive. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we are um, doing a two-month shoe drive. It started on March 1st, and it runs through April 30th. Um, and we are collecting shoes, and then those shoes are going to an organization called Funds to Orgs. And they are then going to send those shoes overseas um, to developing countries, places like Haiti, where um, small business owners will sell those shoes. So that'll help them to support their families, um, and, it, and it gives them a job. It gives them a business. So when we collect the shoes, we, we get paid um, a, a small amount for each pound of shoes that we get. So our goal is to collect 2,500 pairs of shoes, which sounds daunting, um, but we already have probably about 200 pairs. Really? Um, so wow. we're super excited. We're taking new, uh, used, gently worn, so they need to be in good condition, no tears or holes or having the soles fall off or anything like that. Um, and we're taking all kinds of shoes, all kinds of footwear. So shoes, sneakers, boots, slippers. Um, flip-flops, anything pretty much you could put on your feet except for socks. Well, and that um, would be any size shoes, like kid shoes, adult shoes? Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Men, women, and children. Absolutely. And where, um, where do you drop them off? At the center? Or are people collecting around Parker? Yeah, so you can drop them off at the center, and our address is 10675 Long's Way. And we're right next to the RTD Park and Ride. So if you know where the Park and Ride is, you can find us pretty easily. And we have locations all over town. Um, I'll mention just a few of them. Um, Indochine, uh, which is a Thai and Vietnamese restaurant, was one of the first businesses to come on board and partner with us. Um, also, Parker Blooms, which is a local florist. And Parker Hair Express, which is a hair salon. Later today, we're going to be dropping off boxes at Parker Recreation Center and Parker Fieldhouse. Um, a few other restaurants have partnered with us, uh, the Black Eyed Pea, Chili's, and Village Inn, um, and also um, Pride Auto, and let's see, Boondocks, and Costco. Oh, yeah, you're um, all over, over the, the place. Weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, so right now we probably have about... Uh, 10 to 15 different locations all over town, but primarily um, the senior center, there's a box outside there. And then also we wanted to make sure that we had 
um, a COVID safe opportunity. So if folks don't want to get out of their car. Yes. Um, they can put their shoes. Um, we're going to have two days for this. Um, it's going to be a drive through drop off um, event, um, both at the senior center. The first one is Saturday, March 27th. And uh, that's from nine to 12. And the second one is on April 24th, also from nine to 12. So you just put your shoes in the back of your car, whether that's in the trunk or the bed of your vehicle. You drive up, somebody will empty, you pop your trunk, somebody will empty it out, and that's all you need to do. Well, that's pretty easy. Wow. And and again, quickly, tell me about the organization, Funds to Orgs. What is that again? Yeah, they are based in um, Florida, and um, they organized or, or provided everything for us as far as marketing, um, the bags to put the shoes in, uh, and and they provide a coach, actually, too, to help you um, to, to make your event successful. And they are going to come and collect all the shoes when we're finished. And, again, they'll be sending those shoes overseas to different developing countries um, well, the, where they will be used um, by entrepreneurs out there to, to create a small business for themselves and to resell those shoes. That's why it's so important that they be in good condition because they're actually going to sell them. It, so it's not like going to a homeless person or, or something like sure. that. They actually need them in good condition so that they can resell the shoes. Well, it's a good plan. You guys are very active down there at the Parker Senior Center. We're talking with Donna Forrester, who's the fundraising chair. And the shoe drive continues until when again, Donna? It goes through the end of April, April 30th. So you got plenty of time to go through the old closet and start picking some shoes out. Right, right. And this is a great time. A lot of people are, are doing their spring cleaning and, and naturally just going through their closet and getting their their winter items out and bringing in their spring and summer items. We've got a beautiful day coming. It's going to be 66 degrees today, so people might even be out in their shorts. Oh, they might be. They might be. So give us the address again uh, where they could drop shoes off. Sure. The 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 Senior Center? Center Yeah, right. It is 10675 Long's Way, and that's right next door to the RTD Park and Ride. Or you can go to the website, parkerseniorcenter.org. There's information there. I'm looking at it right now that's pretty thorough, and it makes it easy to understand what's going on. Well, Donna, congratulations. Good job down there at the Parker Senior Center. I hope you open soon and keep all those fun activities going. Me too. Boy, and so do our members. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. Uh, Congratulations, Donna, and thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine today. I really enjoyed it, Murphy. You have a great day. Yeah, you as well. And you guys hang in there. It's Mile High Magazine, and we'll be right back. Now we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. And welcome back. Yeah, we're still here. It's Mile High Magazine, and happy Sunday. I am Murphy Houston. Hope you're having a good day. Maybe a little snow out there this morning, huh? Well, we're going to warm you up with some good information. I'm pleased to have with me right now Roman Kraftcheck, president and CEO of Easter Seals Colorado. Roman, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself, sir? Can't complain. Can't complain. Always good to talk about the Easter Seals. We've heard about you guys for years, but I know you have a local chapter, which obviously you head up. Let's talk about that. What does Easter Seals Colorado do and so people can know more about it? Absolutely. Easter Seals Colorado is celebrating 98 years here in Colorado. 
Um, we are a statewide nonprofit agency with our own 501c3, and we serve individuals with disabilities and their families through a multiple um, prongs of services that include uh, we have a camp and conference center that's celebrating 70 years this summer up by Georgetown, Colorado. Uh, we also do uh, large employment, uh, getting individuals with disabilities into employment or training for employment. Uh, we also have a neurological rehabilitation center here in, in Lakewood, Colorado. So uh, we're pretty active in the front range specifically, but we are spreading out to some more of the rural areas in Colorado. So, but mainly you're focused here in the Denver area right now? Correct. We Our services run from Fort Lewis, or Fort Lewis, that's where I went to school, Fort Collins, all the way down to Pueblo. Um, and up into Summit County. Oh, well, you're pretty well out there then. You're doing some good stuff all over the place. We're trying, yes. So let's let's talk more about the programs Easter Seals provide. You kind of touched basically on it, but I was looking at your uh, website, which is a good one, EasterSeals.com. Is that the basic website, EasterSeals.com? It would actually be .org. .org. EasterSealsColorado.org, yep. Okay, but you uh, do adult day programs, you do disability inclusion programs. Talk some about that. So if people don't know or they want to get involved, they can get excited about it. Absolutely. So we uh, do the adult day program, and that is for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities um, that need a place to, to go, and they come with us, and we work with them on social training um, safety training, um, and they get some interaction, social interaction. Uh, Obviously, this year has been um, more of a challenge to provide that service. Uh, So we've been doing a lot of virtual and small group or one-on-one programming. Our neurological rehabilitation program started as a stroke survivor program, and we started to see uh, our average age was 42 years of age. Wow. And so we really started looking at how we can support individuals that have survived a stroke or have other neurological issues. Um, They come to our our program for six hours where they receive physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. And now we're starting to work with them in our employment program to get them back to work because they are so young. Um, And then our employment program, which goes throughout all our programs, is really focused on getting individuals their job, because that's our, in a lot of areas, that's our identity. What do you do? Um, and that's the key to getting people as independently, in, independent living as possible. And so uh, we really focus on getting individuals trained, supported into jobs, and secure into to jobs, a purpose and a paycheck is what we like to say. And then our uh, camp up in Georgetown has been, like I said, running for 70 years. Uh, we do... Uh, up until last summer, um, we did work with Muscular Dystrophy Association for two weeks, Children's Hospital, uh, the University of Colorado and their Hemophilia and Thrombosis Center, and again, our own individuals, depending on age and primary disability. And up at camp, it's horseback riding, swimming, fishing, zip line, climbing wall, everything that you would do at any other summer camp we make possible up at our camp, and, and it's a it's really a magical place. Well, 70 years, that's quite a track record. It, it, it is, and, you know, it was so sad last summer when we first time in 69 years we weren't able to run a program. We're going to do some modified programs this year. Um, but it really is an amazing place, and it's so close to Denver, a lot of people don't even know where it is. If you're heading up I-70 and you know the turnoff for Empire and Winter Park, 
Oh, sure. Just the red roof buildings on the other side. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. They go up that way all the time. I see them all the time. Yeah, that's what we hear all the time. Oh, (laughs) we're wondering what those were. Yeah, that's been there for for 70 years, and, uh, uh, you know, we're year-round. So we do respite weekends during the winter. We take them up to Winter Park and ski with the Adaptive Ski Program up there. Um, and then we're also we also rent to offset some of the costs. So we rent out to weddings and uh, ski groups and family reunions, that sort of thing. Well, I didn't know you're open for that. Can people get information on your website for that kind of services? Absolutely. And the camp is called Rocky Mountain Village. So if they get on the website and just follow the links to Rocky Mountain Village, it'll have um, a, a breakdown of how to rent, what's available. We're doing some small cabins as uh, RVOs. So um yeah they can find all that information on our website so i would imagine back when we could most of the services you offer are are done in your facility correct um well the employment is all kind of in the communities getting people where they are um the day programs have a facility center so once here in lakewood we also have one in loveland and greeley and they meet and then they go out into the community to do different activities uh, to help them interact and be more inclusive in their communities. Um, we also partner with Access Gallery, which is a um, right down there on Santa Fe, and they do uh, economic stability through art. And we also just partnered with uh, TACT, which is Teaching Autism Community Trades. And so we're really trying to partner with other agencies to make our resources go much further here in the Denver area. And it sounds like you deal with all age groups, male, female, young and old. Absolutely. We start um, usually five is our youngest, um, but we've worked with individuals um, way into their 80s and 90s. Wow. Roman Kraftcheck is with us, president and CEO of Easter Seals Colorado. And you've kind of alluded to it here in our conversation today, Roman. How has the COVID really affected all the great things you do at Easter Seals Colorado? Well, obviously, uh, a lot of the individuals we work with are at higher risk. And so we've really had to adapt to a smaller workforce. Um, We've reached out and branched out into more virtual programming. Um, And then again, like I said, trying to do small small groups or one-on-ones where we're sending individuals out to their houses um, in the backyards. Um, We've also sent out like art projects, dropped them out the house, and then they can virtually zoom in and they'll, the community will do them together. Um, so it's really impacted how, how much we can do, obviously, like so many other agencies. Um, it has impacted our workforce quite a bit. Um, and, you know, our funders, everybody is, is kind of seeing where things are going to go. And with individuals losing their jobs, that, that makes fundraising a little more difficult as well. Well, that's for sure. A lot of the nonprofits, including you guys, have really struggled uh, without direct contact with people for fundraisers. And what are some of the fundraisers you would typically be doing? So we have uh, quite a few. Uh, We have a large gala that's usually done in November. Um, Of course, we did it virtually this past November, but we usually see between four and 600 individuals um, at the gala. That's our main fundraising event. And then we do smaller ones uh, up at our camp. We have what's called the perfect pairing where local breweries and local restaurants get together and you buy a ticket and then you kind of just go around and sample all the different beers and foods that um, are offered. It's a, it's a really great time. That'll be in September this year. 
Um, we also do a clay shoot uh, that's out at Colorado Clays. And we do an archery fundraiser up at camp, and that'll be in July this year. Wow, you so, guys are you're busy. We, we try to be. And, and, you know, we don't do the bowling and the, the smaller ones that kind of have brought people in a closed space. So we're really focusing like the ones at camp, the ones that we can do outside. Still trying to decide what we're going to do with the gala in November. I guess we're kind of in a wait and see um, to kind of see if things will open up and we can do it. If not, we'll do it virtually again. You know, last year uh, I emceed a lot of virtual fundraisers for various charities around Denver, and they were very successful. Do you feel the same way? You know, yes and no. I think um, we the overhead of cost is always lower, but you know, we had Cody Lee. In fact, we will have Cody Lee again this um, November, and he won America's Got Talent. He's the gentleman that is on the spectrum and is a fantastic uh, artist to musician. And we also have um, Josh Blue, who actually worked under me at camp years oh, and years yeah. ago, but he's a very uh, known guy. local comedian. Yeah, funny guy and a great guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is fun. If you ever get a chance to kind of sit down and have a drink with him, he is. Oh, yeah, I have. The character. I have done oh, that. Yeah, yeah, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, he's, he's special for sure. So you're hoping here as we get into 2021, things are opening up with COVID a little bit at a time. People are getting the shots. Are you encouraged and hoping you're planning that you can go ahead with your events? You know, we are. Um, the ones outside for sure. Um, because we can social distance and, and uh, kind of have guidelines for that. The I'm really hoping for the gala because we do have such talent coming to to perform. And, um, you know, it may be a smaller group in person and more of a virtual. We're, we're kind of really at a wait and see and kind of seeing how things roll out um, this summer. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, that's that's our main fundraiser, so uh, that's really important that we have something to provide. For sure. Fingers crossed on that for sure. Well, let's talk a little about the future for Easter Seals Colorado. What do you have planned as you move forward in the years ahead? Big big changes or the same, or what's going to happen there at Easter Seals? You know, you know, our, we have two big focuses. We have a facility in Lakewood, Colorado, and we really wanted to see that turned into an all-inclusive community center where individuals could come with and without disabilities um, to, for employment opportunities, to learn art, cooking classes, um, you know, you name it. We just want to provide a space that individuals can come and better themselves and be with people who are different than them. And, and by that, you know, grow themselves. Um, uh-huh. The other, I'm sorry. I said that's, uh-huh, I was agreeing with you. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and then the, the second focus is during this pandemic, um, we really saw and start in the little, actually before the pandemic, we saw where agencies, smaller agencies were doing amazing work. Um, but because they had, they didn't have the infrastructure or they just didn't have the knowledge to grow, they started to stagnate, and then we saw some of them starting to go away. And we stepped in and said, let's partner. You know, let's let's affiliate um, so you can keep doing your service, and, and let's pool our resource, resources so you can grow. And so that's been a real big focus with our affiliation network, which does include 
again, access gallery, um, tact, uh, and we're, we have several other smaller nonprofits that would have gone out of business had we not been able to step in and kind of support each other. So I really firmly believe that that's the way that nonprofits should start to go forward is looking at how, what touch points there are, how to play nice in the sandbox, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. and really support each other um, so, so that we can provide services with less resources. Good idea. Good thinking. Good luck on both of those. And I guess I'm kind of curious, like you said, so many nonprofits, which you guys are, struggle for funding. How are you doing with your funding? How can people help out? How can people volunteer to help out? You probably need all of that. We, we absolutely do. So the best way is to get on our website at eastersalescolorado.org. Um, if you're interested in supporting employment or camp, uh, camp does have the child care credit associated with it. So any donations made directly to camp, you do get a, an extra tax credit through Colorado. Um, but it's really getting on and looking at the different ways that they could support Easter Seals. We appreciate everything and anything. Um, that would be if somebody wanted to come and volunteer um, up at camp, we would love that. Um, monetary donations are always greatly appreciated. Well, good job. You're on top of things there. Roman uh, Kraftcheck, he's president and CEO of Easter Seals. Again, give us the website, Roman. People can go to check you out more. EasterSealsColorado.org. Easy enough. That camp sounds like fun. I'll have to head up there sometime. Check that out. Well, if you're ever stuck in traffic, swing <laughs> in, have a cup of coffee, and take a tour. <laughs> That's the Rocky Mountain Village Camp up near Empire on your way to Winter Park. It's good. Roman, good luck to you guys. Hope you have a great year in 2021 and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. On Mile High Magazine, this is Murphy Houston. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.